Hi, Jeff. Sorry. Did that <laughs> did that high pitch squeal I just did in your ear feel good with your hangover? It didn't. Uh, Sorry. Welcome, welcome, meet the soccer's. That was like my loudest beyond ever. That time I did uh, it. Jeff, Jeff has immediately outed me. I am nursing, <laughs> nursing a slight hangover. So let's every say, let's. Oh no, let's, sorry, that's not how I outed you. Sorry, I didn't Jeff, mean to say that. Let's uh, let's be chill. Let's let's be okay. cool. This app. How about that? Okay, I'll be. Let's be real. Hashtag. Oh my god, is that still a thing? Be I real? guess it is. It was never a thing for me, <laughs> but. I, it, if, I guess people are doing it. If it stops being a thing, do they have to change it to bin real? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. The headlines write themselves. Oh, I could work for, for Fallon. I think you could <laughs> literally be like a great, like an all-time great New York Post headline writer. Because like the stuff that you Thank pull, you. I mean that as a compliment too, but like they always have like really funny puns in there. And I feel like you do it really quickly. And like you would have that job and you would be done at like 9 13 a.m every day that's all that i want yeah you should apply that's all that i want is a job that gives me 23 hours a day worth of free time (laughs) that'd be great i would take that job well think about it it. what if the 23 hours is just about percolating creative energy for that like one hour when you've got to be on in a weird way i feel like i've had some advertising jobs that are like that where it's like I know that there's like a big meeting or like an internal presentation, but like there's like an entire day or two beforehand where I could like go a wall and like no one really cares as long as I smash that presentation. <laughs> like it's kind of a funny. I don't know. It's a job for people who can't do much else. Do you think that if we ever went pro, that this job would be that, or do you think we'd have to do a lot of work if we went pro? I think in the early stages of it, it would be a lot of work because there's so much legwork and like, like if we were really doing this right, we would be posting a bunch of clips on socials and we'd be like super active on socials and we'd be like fostering a community of people that care and we'd like promote the hell out of the show and we'd be, you know, doing marketing efforts and things and making ads and, and like, honestly, we should do all that. But I do think like in the short run to be a good podcast, it would take like quadruple the effort but then in the long run i do think there's people that like like i think that joe rogan is having like a pretty easy time these days you know but 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 how many of those are there really like even if you think about podcasts that are profitable enough to support all the people that work on it yeah how many of those are there like three dozen that's a great question because i feel like some of them are probably just sort of operating like at a net zero because it's a place for someone to promote that they're, you know, going to be at the funny shack in Arkansas next week. And like, you know, all these like comedians that use it or like, it's a self promotion tool as much as anything, which speaking of which, if you don't mind me getting a little plug in at the top, we check Get it out. Uh, the non recyclables, my improv comedy group that I'm sure you would love. If you came to see, they'll be performing at the Clapham fringe festival next month. And, uh, we recently had like an oh shit moment where we all realized that we hadn't been doing nearly enough promotion and uh, the ticket sales were a little sluggish. But um, yeah, October 2nd and 15th, we'll be at the Bread and Roses. Um, that's where the Clapham Fringe takes place upstairs in their theater there. It's going to be a great time. Uh, we just did Camden Fringe and those shows were super, super fun. Um, so I hope that you can make it out if you're in London or honestly fly around the world and come see us. <laughs> 
I've done it. Why? Cheap. <laughs> yeah, you can have. You, can you make shirts that say, I got the Clapham at Clapham Fridge? Fridge? Fri- I can't oh. say it. Fringe? <laughs> That'd be great. I got the clap and then just put ham fringe in like four point font. That'd be good. I'm I glad I can help. Or like a, do you think we could get Sean Paul? What's he doing these days? Is Sean Paul P. Diddy or is he a separate person? No, no. Sean Paul is like the Jamaican rapper from like our high school era. You remember like, like, uh, well, I don't really care what people say. Da, 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 damn, what do I just gotta like, just give me the light. You remember that guy? I do know that song. I hate my Jamaican accent even more than I thought I would before I did it. But anyway. It felt like Shaggy adjacent without the like deep throat sound that Shaggy sings in. Mr. Lover Lover. (laughs) Yeah. Without pretending to be Kermit. Uh, It's not easy being green. (laughs) Is that my best impression so far on this podcast? That does actually sound a lot like Shaggy. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to be like. Whoa, whoa. I wanted to do I wanted to then jump into doing a Shaggy voice doing a Shaggy from Scooby Doo impression and I couldn't think of a single thing that Shaggy from Scooby Doo says. <laughs> uh, Scooby Snacks, man. We're having Scooby Snacks. Uh Shaggy? He says does he is he the one that says rut row? No, that would be Scooby that says rut row. He goes, Yoink, Scoob. That's his one. <laughs> He's he's just the dirty hippie of the group. Like that, his only facial characteristic is some stubble that he can't be bothered to shave because back then everybody shaves. That's true. I feel like that would have been like so, like that's like as crazy a detail as like when you know what I mean. Like cartoon characters only have three fingers. Like when they drew that, they were like, "Look at this mother." Uh... Do do you? Uh, wanted to. I'm just yeah. like, what is the thing we do on our podcast? <laughs> it's um, we talk, about, talk about fringe how fest. Manchester. Yes, let's plug my podcast and then talk about other more successful podcasts. That actually is kind of like, that is kind of a lot of our show. It's um, it's like a podcast like, circle jerk. Um, okay, yeah, United like Valiantly. You learned your lesson and you're gonna go deep in the Carabao Cup again this year and play like a 900 games again. So I know that I have a tremendous responsibility as co-host of this podcast, a responsibility to the fans, a responsibility to the football community at large. Some You're might even say percent of this thing. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm preventing like the world from truly spiraling by by taking this podcast seriously. I took it You're so the seriously. Of podcast that dozens of people <laughs> listen to. Atlas shrugged, which I do a lot. So yeah, I do feel like I have that in common with Atlas. Um, and I ran. Duh. <laughs> no, Anne Rand. Anne. Ein zwei. No. Ein ran. Zwei ran. I'm so hungover. Uh, United <laughs> United valiantly defend Carabao Cup is what the ticker says. <laughs> So, because so, these games are on at strange times and are difficult to watch anywhere in the world, um, as we will, as I will talk about in a second. But did you? I think you said that you were not able to catch much of it. Uh, in Los so Angeles. I wasn't able. I wasn't able to watch any of it because this week uh, my company was in office every day, and just every hour of the day was booked 
buy stuff. So, but I did go back and watch the highlights. But I know that that's like a terrible. Like like eleven a.m. in L.A. It was noon. It was noon. Okay. On uh, on Tuesday, and I was I was ready to watch it, but like. You know how it is. Sometimes you block off something on your calendar and other people go, I don't care. My thing's more important than your thing. And I don't even know what your thing is. <laughs> yeah. And while they're technically right in this case, it's still thoughtless. <laughs> but what, what I did see was uh, not only Rafa Varane coming back strong, uh, mm-hmm. which we've needed him so desperately, uh, but I got to see the real pure uh, starting debut for Sofian Amrabat, who... All right. I mean, I didn't get to see the whole debut. I got to see the, the, the moments. But apparently, he was everywhere. Really high passing percentage. And Hannibal Mejbri, who I still don't know if I'm saying his last name right because I haven't heard it said very many times. I doubt it, yeah. But he set a record, I think, for most distance covered in like the last five years in the either in the Premier wow. League or something. It was wow. something where like... No, nobody. At least on our team, I think I, I could find the specifics. Uh, but like, for someone who he hasn't had like a very clear role in Ten Hag's system because like mm-hmm. nobody really knows what he's good at. Um, right. But let's see. I'll I'm gonna try and pull this article. I'm not gonna be able to do it. And you're just gonna listen to me reading. But like. He, for young players, young players willing to follow Ten Hag's, Ten Hag's instruction, sure. it it shows what a system can do for your team because his job was really to just be everywhere, break up play, put in hard tackles, which he's very willing to do, even if he's not like yet refined with those tackles. Like so, sometimes it's a yellow card waiting to happen, but but like that's kind of an odd silver lining in how bad the season has been so far. Is is that we're seeing the players who aren't willing to do Ten Hag's instructions kind of fall by the wayside, at least temporarily. Mm. Uh, and, and youngsters that aren't willing to do it, uh, Facundo Palestri, uh, Hannibal Mejbri, uh, Dan Gore has been getting minutes, and that's not a name I had heard of before the tour, this the summer tour this year. So, like, mm. that, I would like, we won 3 nothing. It was a Garnacho uh, finish across the box. It was a Casemiro looping header into the upper left corner, which was off of, off of a corner kick, which is pretty nice. He and scores then, so much, doesn't he? Did he always he, score like that for Real Madrid? He's no. like scored like crazy for you guys. He was never really having to get up the pitch that much because of Modric yeah. and Cruz and then the attacking talent Madrid has. He would just like kind of sit back and do just Casemiro things. But for us, he's like, okay, I have to be daddy now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like, Look at these fucking guys. <laughs> I think he's our leading scorer this season, our central defensive midfielder. <laughs> there were moments last year where it's like almost like when you're on a kid's team and there's always one kid that's like so much better where he's literally the best player at every single position. You know what I mean? There's not one thing that he can be bested in. He kind of felt like that at times. Well, and he, he, he has at least the willingness to like – attack goal like he he's he is if he's anything he's fearless uh even if his legs are like slowly going he it's what i've noticed now two seasons of starting with casemiro it's like he takes a while to get going like he's not ready to to be a great player on match day match week one like it takes him a little bit but then he gets up to that level where he does make the team better 
but yes, yeah, so, oh, the last of, like the really talented players have that mentality where like you know what I mean. They're not like he strikes me as the kind of guy that would be playing in practice at like eighty percent. You know, right? But um, when it's time, he can turn it on because he's been there so many times. Him and Veron both have won. I don't know how many Champions Leagues alone and La Ligas, right. and like they know how to do it. And part of it might be just like saving your energy over a brutally long season. Last year, Casemiro played the most matches of his career, and he didn't start until like the 10th or 11th match of the season. McTominay had his role for the beginning of the season, and he also Mm. was purchased at the end of the window. Right. So like, he still played the most matches he's ever played. I I think in Madrid, they're used to having depth and rotation be a thing. I guess. I mean, although I feel like... And maybe this is because I only sort of dabble in watching La Liga, but I feel like every time I watch either Madrid or Barcelona play, especially like the teams that Casemiro is a part of, it felt like for a team that's as good as they are, they never rotate. You know what I mean? Like how many games do you remember Messi not being in the squad or Ronaldo? Not, you know, it's like they just kind of play every time. And our, our right. famously says this. I mean, I, I could be totally wrong about this, but that's my that's my gut feel is like they're – and Arteta has talked about this, about like how Arsenal, like before he got there, they were a team where like you expected to see three or four subs every match. And it was like, we're trying to keep guys fresh and we're trying to get rid of that sort of Arsenal DNA thing where everybody's hurt all the time. <clears throat> and he's like, you know, if you want to be good, you have to be able to play every three days. And it's like, yikes. But, but, but just recovery, just recovery yeah. alone. That's got to be so brutal. Oh, but, um, mm. Fuck, we're, we're, we're just trying to wrap up the United match so we can move into your to your match. Uh, Martial scored the third goal towards the end of the match, but it was like one of those goals where you're like, why aren't you a fantastic player? That's like a nuts, insane finish. Yeah. Like, he's he's got everything except the ability to play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That is kind of crazy to think. It's, it's frustrating, but if he can kind of be healthy, and then now we've got, like, two strikers who can score a goal? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would that would be something. Um, well, well, I was going to do another Shaggy, but then it went way too high-pitched, and it yeah. just sounded like I'm a Martian. <laughs> Never mind. It you. Yeah, the, the moment <laughs> has passed. Uh, <laughs> but, Jeff, I would love for you, just because of how hungover I am, to talk about Arsenal. To just uh, <laughs> fill some airtime. Yeah, uh, mm, Okay, I'll do that, even though I was about to kick a question back at, at you, but this will come up at any point, because it's kind of just a general Carabao Cup question. Um, but, yeah, I was... I have a little conspiracy theory when it comes to the Carabao Cup that, and also probably to a certain extent, the FA Cup, where even in these early rounds where, you know, we still have like Port Vale. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly because I've never heard someone say it aloud. Ipswich Town and like all these teams that I only know because the narrator on FIFA has said them aloud while I'm trying to get to the next match. They're still involved. And yet, you know, Arsenal and Brentford were playing this time. Palace and United were playing last time, you know, like two Premier League teams. And then, oh, look at that. If uh, if it isn't Newcastle and United drawing one another, and if it isn't Arsenal, um, uh, who did we draw this, uh, this time around? We, we drew, oh, I just knew this like a second ago. Anyway, we drew another Premier League team, and there's not that many of them in it right now. Um, but the then City Port Vale, yeah, like teams you've never heard of get other teams you've never heard of, but... 
But I kind of agree with you that there's some weird anomalies going on with just cup draws in with the FA. Like, United was just drawn for their 12th consecutive home cup draw. Which the, Interesting. The, the, the chance of that is like 0.02%. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, not to say that insane things don't happen, but even, like, you look almost across the board at these draws, and, like, pretty much every Premier League team is playing another Premier League team, and every lower league team is playing another lower league team, which kind of, like, that's the perfect ratings recipe for them because you have the big games in the early rounds that people are actually like, oh, okay, I guess if it's, like, United Arsenal, I'll watch it, even though it's the Carabao Cup. And then also you get these sort of Cinderella teams that have only played against Ipswich Town, but they make it to the semis. And then suddenly it's like, oh shit, like Port Vale could win the cup. Like, that's kind of cool. So I do, I kind of wonder if there's like. There was one a few years ago where they played against Arsenal and they were like on a fairy tale run. And I think Arsenal ended it maybe. Wasn't it like Lincoln City or something? Oh. It was remember the goalie. I, I, the goalie was like three hundred like pounds. <laughs> the Bradford City one, um, okay. where I think they played us in two legs and beat us, but they were like wow. on their fairy tale run and kept going. And then I, I think that they ended up losing in the final. But uh, I mean, an absolute fairy tale of a run. Do you not remember the? There was like the one team that was like so low lower league that that went on a fairy tale run, and their goalie was like. Chris Farley's body build and like I think at halftime oh yeah it was like Sutton maybe something like that that was the one that had like a kind of tragic end because like one of the gambling services had put sort of just like a like a cheeky like funny bet up where it was like it was the backup goalie was like this really fat guy and they're like uh you know 30 to 1 odds that he eats a pie on the sideline and then he saw it yeah he saw it he did but then he got in trouble because they like they were like, this is kind of suspicious. Did he know about it? And not only did he know about it, but he had texted all his friends and family to gamble on it. And so like they thought they had made a killing and then like they never got paid out. And I think he like lost his spot in the team and they got knocked out of the tournament. It was like it went from being like such a beautiful moment to being like such a tragedy, like all this overnight. But but if I'm doing that, it's so I can get the movie rights for later on. It's like I want to be like the, the long game. Yeah, uh, like the meat pie keeper, and it's like a twenty-four film. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf in in full prosthetics is playing. The... I would love. I would love it if Shia LaBeouf had like a Christian Bale turn where he gained like three hundred pounds for a role. That'd be great. And he had to use. And he had to do like some obscure British accent that even British people can't do. It'd be awesome. Um, he technically would be from Wales. Let's say. Oh, yeah, I don't sure. know. Bad, bad, that's that's not get me in the New Yorker, Jeff. That kind of pun. No. And I did say New York Post, which is different. Our New, York- New Yorker. You would have a tough time writing pun headlines for the New York Post. So in my mind, I heard the New Yorker, and that's why I was like, "Oh, that's nice." But you were like, "No, you're writing for like the Fox News of magazines." But I did legitimately because like they do have really funny puns on the headline every day. So I love the idea of the New Yorker doing puns, <laughs> like. Like, I mean, I thought that Virginia that's... Wolf, more like Virginia Cougar. Am I right? <laughs> Honestly, that sounds like a great job. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, post like the New Yorker Post, and you just take all the all the columns from the New Yorker and write them as New York Post headlines. I kind of want to do that. That that sounds like a great Instagram handle that you should do, or or X 
handle. Yeah. X. X gonna give it to you. X gonna um, X gonna charge you for it pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. The, if you like a Gadunkin experiment here of is there something that Elon Musk could do more of to bankrupt that platform? It's like it, insane. It's it's clearly like him being a Russian asset, right? Like they want to get rid of the platforms that people use to communicate. Mm-hmm. Like firstly about free speech and like it's hard to to bury ideas on a free speech platform. But right. once it becomes we've alienated all the smart people and all the liberal people uh, and now we're charging people. So there's even less viewership, usership like it, it just will die. It will uh, with how much hmm. like you've got to deliver profit to your board of directors like that. It's almost like he's ensuring that it's on a highway to hell. Yeah. I mean, counter conspiracy theory. What if it was like the CIA doing it? Because wasn't Twitter like such a great place for Russian bots and like all this propaganda and whatnot? So maybe they're trying to get rid of America's it, forum. It's it, at America present, doing it, it. since Elon Musk has taken over, I was just reading this this morning. Twitter has the most disinformation on it of any platform, any major publication. Like it is, it's, 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 they, they just deleted all of the features about reporting election disinformation. Mm. Or mis- misinformation. They deleted it. <laughs> they they got rid of the feature that existed and was ready to just be used when called upon. They were like, we don't want that. So what That's does that tell you? Thing. Yeah. That is insane how like uh I, Imagine I mean, I Jeff. Get, I imagine get that they would just be doing a less good job because they fired all their employees. But like if you're also deleting the work of previous employees, it's like, come on. Imagine if you had a prenuptial agreement. And in the prenuptial yeah. agreement, there's a clause that says you get nothing if you cheat on the other person. And you go to your spouse and you go, listen, I just make a tiny amendment. I just want to delete the clause that says if I fuck someone else, I get in trouble. And she'll go, do you yeah. want to fuck someone else? He's like, not at all. Not, no, I just want to delete the clause of about that. I just don't want yeah. to be potentially punished if I did do that, which I won't. I don't see anything <laughs> suspicious about that. No, he's he's a, he's clearly a piece of shit who is working for a country that's. I mean, he's technically South African, so it's not even really his country. He's just like a barnacle on the side of America. I'm. I don't know. I guess in a way it makes it better, but I'm still kind of bummed out that he's not gonna end up like MMAing Zuckerberg. That would have been great. Cause I'm bummed Zuckerberg out. Killed him. I think he. I think he should go to Mars and be in that initial. Uh, colony on Mars. I think he should be the test case. That'd be great. Like, I think, like, a literal space race between, like, Branson, Bezos, and him. Like, that's... Dude, that's that's just three people. And then, like, if you... And then you just take everything from their bank accounts and divide it amongst the people who don't have enough food to eat right now. I would be for that, dude. You think just because they're in space that suddenly we gain access to their property? <laughs> I mean, what are they gonna do? Come back to Earth and fight me for it. You want no, to fight Zuckerberg, bitch. They could open up their phone, move some assets around in an app. Uh, I'm sure the space station has internet. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Do you? Sorry, did we derail from talking about Arsenal winning the other North London derby? Yeah, I mean, away game at Brentford, not easy. I think, like, looking at Brentford fans and what they said about it on the internet, they were saying like, "Oh, I like this strong lineup." Um, I was surprised not to see. Tony in there, but I don't follow Brentford enough to know whether or not he's even fully healthy or anything. No, Tony. Tony's still banned. Until, he's still banned. He's banned yeah. until 
I want to say it's like Christmas ish. Hundred million. Well, yeah. it, apparently, I, I read that you guys were looking at them, and yeah, I that read it was that too. Eighty million, for, which kind of sucks because you're getting them for half a season, but you're paying summer like the full price yeah. of having gotten them earlier. Which, and I, I don't know. It's like I kind of don't buy it because it's like we just sold a striker. You know what I mean? Like the idea that we're like in panic mode on strikers, I think, is a little crazy to me, but. And I also don't know, like, can he even play in a good team? Or is he, like, a young Peter Crouch? You know what well, I mean? Where it's like you wouldn't put him at the front of Man City's team. Stylistically, I think he does a lot of good things outside of his goal scoring. Like, I think yeah. he does, like, hold up hold play up. And, and, like, helps you build. Which I think he'd be great. But, like, you've got a, a number of strikers. So would you have to get rid of one to bring one in? Because somebody is getting zero minutes. Yeah. If What's you bring the one in. return policy on Havertz's? Could we just have a little trade backsies? So I know it's not fun to talk about gifts, uh, but <laughs> I did find this video that someone made on you know, Instagram, TikTok, Reddit, Vomit Cycle. But like it was... Uh, it was an underwater like diver who's trying to smash open. It looked like uh, an oyster to get a pearl or, or something like that. And then there's like this giant clownfish, I think. Oh and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And the, the, I, I know the, the exact gift. The 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 diver is trying to hash like get this pearl out. It's is labeled Arsenal trying to score goals. And the clownfish that keeps it's like a giant fish that's like twice the yeah. size of the diver, and it keeps like stupidly like doofing into the. The space with its giant, like Harry Maguire head, and it's and it just says Kai Havertz, like he's just getting in the fucking way of people already <laughs> scoring goals, and like I I feel like sometimes there's truth in memes, uh, yeah, and that they wouldn't yeah. circulate and if there wasn't no resonating. They're making that if it didn't have some degree of truth to it, yeah. But so is that what's happening? Is Havertz getting in the way of other people's like attacking channels, or is he like fucking up opportunities? What is what is I mean, actually happening? I think he's played in seven games without a goal or an assist now in an attacking position without a lot of defensive responsibility. Um, I mean, he does he does some good things here and there, but he's like one of those players that I think even like the best version of him is not, he's not like one of the guys that like stands out to you or like, Oh my God, he's like all over the place. Like he's just, so I don't know. I think, I think at best he's like a subtly good player and he's been sort of subtly mediocre so far. I mean, it's too early to count him out and everything. Is there an opportunity cost with even playing him at this point? Like last season, who was last season was playing his role. Xhaka. Xhaka. Which is a very different kind of player, which is kind of nuts. But do you have another central midfielder on the bench that you could put in where yeah, Havertz is playing? I think Vieira um, has played really, really well uh, in that position when he's come on. But he's kind of a, he's a very different player, and he's like he's almost like if 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 Ozil was too manly for you, then Vieira is your player. Where he's like he's so insanely skilled and so good at passing, but. He, he's a little tiny. He's like five foot three, 120 pounds. And so there are a lot of Premier League defenders that are not going to be too troubled by him. And then the other guy who I guess this is probably one of the biggest stories of the game against Brentford is uh, Smith Rowe got a start. Finally, he's had so many injuries and whatnot. And he, he seemed to play really well. He, he had this one amazing sort of like like he made a few passes and then dribbled a couple guys and he shot and it was saved. But it was like a great little I mean, he looked like the old Smith Rowe. And 
I think Arteta has, has really signaled that he's not thinking of him as a winger anymore. He's thinking of him because we basically have like a dual number 10 thing now, you know, it's sort of like out? a right sided number 10. That's Odegaard. And that's where Smith Rowe played last night. But Smith Rowe routinely played left wing. I think he's ambidextrous enough and just good enough on the left that he would be comfortable on either side as the sort of. Ten or other ten. Well, he also and... started on the wing as a younger player. You know, sure. Your bo- it takes time for your body to get physically built enough to handle like how giant some yeah. of the players that play in the middle of most Premier League teams are. But has he in even in the time he's been recovering? Does it look like he's filled out a little bit too? Like is he like more physically sturdy? Because you need that if you're going to play so. someone as a ten. I I think he has. Um, I think he has done that. Um, would you mind anticking for a second? Because I'm getting a call from my kid's school right now. All right, so um, <laughs> you Jesus. could maybe talk about the last. We could skip ahead a little. All right, bit I'm just gonna. Forgetting. I'll just talk about my love life while you're gone. Uh, okay. all right. So um, things are going great. <laughs> Did not think about this at all. Um. United, they stand against Burnley and Pels. All right, so Jeff is giving me uh, an alley-oop to talk about my own club here. So, yes, uh, we we eked out a 1-0 away win uh, at Burnley where Bruno Fernandes scored a beautiful goal. Uh, it was like a, a, a pure strike on the volley from a, a long ball out of the back by 35-year-old Manchester United legend Johnny Evans, who was signed at the beginning of the season as, like, cover for the cover for the cover for our frequently injured defenders. Um, And no one really thought he would or should start. He looked pretty burned out at the end of last season with Leicester. Uh, But because of a number of injuries to, I think, Martinez was was out... uh, I don't know when he'll be back. Veron was still not back up to full fitness. Lindelof, I think, played. And then Harry Maguire was injured, even though, like, you know, don't want him to play that frequently. But, like, sometimes you you just need to stick someone familiar with the position out there. But Johnny Evans started, and we kept, I think, our first clean sheet of the year, which is nuts. Um, Burnley have not beaten anybody yet, so they're not that great of an opponent to, to date. Uh, but they are still better uh, than a lot of people give them credit for. And going away to Turf Moor is, has always been difficult. Um, I think that's that. So we won that game 1-0, and it was kind of the steadying the ship win that we needed. Uh, and then the, the match against Palace, we already covered. So Jeff's kind of fucked me here. Talk about the thing you've already talked about. I mean... God damn it, and I'm hungover, and I have no one to play off of right now. And here's Jeff, just in time. Jeff's back just in time to fucking pick up the ball and run with it, because I have... Jeff, you you gave me a topic to talk about Burnley, which I did, but then to talk about Palace again, which I (laughs) don't want to do. Talk about... Talk amongst yourselves is so much easier than talk amongst yourself. And that's what I left you with. Thank you, (laughs) yes. Uh, sorry about that. Um, yes. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so Arsenal, we did end up winning the other North London Derby, Derby, if you will. Sorry, got to say it the correct way. Um, but 
the more important one that happened last weekend. We should have probably won, uh, but unfortunately, Jorginho decided that he would give them the ball in front of the goal to give them a sporting oh, chance. Against against Spurs? I th- let's against just call Spurs. it out. Against Spurs. North London Derby against Spurs with a 2-1 lead. About 30 seconds after taking that 2-1 lead, Jorginho just gave the ball away. Which is, And he's the last guy you would expect to do that. But Jeff, Jeff, can you see at the top of the browser, can you read the episode title aloud to everybody? Arsenal and Spurs are the same. And while I disagree, that are, <laughs> those are words, and I will read whatever words are written. <gasps> what was the Anchorman thing? Where he's like some, he's just <laughs> yeah, reading, exactly. reading whatever the prompter says. Like, yes. I'm Ron Burgundy is the only one I can think of. But <laughs> uh, No, I think, he, I think he ended up saying something really... Isn't that like a key plot point where he says something really offensive and loses his job? Something about a pirate hooker? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. But but the, the good vibes around Arsenal from last season because of the title challenge still pretty still there even if even if you're not currently top of the table in the early days the vibes are still there the performances are still largely still haven't lost this season still haven't lost you, the invincibles are happening again <laughs> um, but Spurs under Big Ange which big uh, yeah Big Ange doesn't Big Ange sound like. A bouncer at a lesbian bar. I don't know. <laughs> but it does. But Big Ange, as far as new coaches in the Premier League, is like the darling of the league. Like, everybody just loves talking about the fact that somehow this manager coming over from Celtic, so huge step up yeah. in pressure, uh, loses Harry Kane from his lineup and mm-hmm. somehow has the team looking better than they've looked in years. It's it's like, why can't my club do that? Because it just seems like he walked into chaos, snapped his fingers, and things are fine like a few weeks later. Yeah, it's kind of insane that that quick of a turnaround. I'm not sure if I totally buy it in the long run, but I do think like these sorts of, like I don't know, that idea of the Ewing theory that I think I've floated before, where it's like you remove the best player that everything used to go through on a team and then suddenly everyone else remembers, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm actually good, too, and I can handle some of this responsibility. Um, I think you, that they are enjoying you, that. You bit. spread it around more, which makes you the team more unpredictable. Will they go left? Will they go right? Sure. Will they go middle? Will, will, will they put two strikers up top all of a sudden? Like, nobody knows. But when you've got Thierry Henry, I have some notes on who our center back should be covering. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, for sure. Um but to be, I mean, fair play, I think there was an amazing save by Raya earlier in that game that could have easily been a goal. Um, you know, there were, as he, as I'm sure United fans like yourself might want to point out, uh, there was a little bit of controversy around the handball. I think, in my opinion, the handball was obviously a handball in both the Arsenal-Spurs game and in the uh, United Spurs game where the same player basically did the same gesture, but they did not award a penalty. Um, but there were certainly some people that were, you know, it was arguable at least, I guess. Uh, so I think it was a game that was, I don't know, it was close enough that it could have gone either way, but it, it is disappointing when it's the home leg where, I mean, in those fixtures in the North London Derby, it, the home team wins or draws every time. And so, to cough up two points there, realizing how hard it would be to try to make up for that um, on the away leg is, I don't know, that's a tough one. But but this result, I think, a year ago would be hilarious. 
And I How's don't it? I don't think it's hilarious now. I because I feel like Spurs are a very dignified team to have a slug a slugfest with. Like Yeah. They've become they've inarguably become very good. Uh and and like they smacked us around. Like I think the match where Arsenal and United played each other that we attended, I thought that was way closer than the scoreline in my mind. It could yeah. like it could have really gone either way even though you ended up winning with a convincing scoreline in the end like but but spurs slapped us around and i was like are we this bad or are they this good and over the 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 weeks that followed i think they're this good and i'm like scared Hmm. of spurs now you Uh, buy it you buy it for the long haul you don't think this is just like a great month in the history of it could be there there have been so many uh cases throughout history where that happens, right? Like purple yep. patch Jesse Lingard is a cautionary tale to everybody. Sure. Uh, but but I, I think it's 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 clear how quickly he's organized them and got them playing with a singular identity, which I don't I still don't think we have yet done. And and yeah. Ten Hogs had a, a year over uh, Big Ange, so yeah. like uh, yeah, man, I'm kind of a, a believer for now until it stops yeah. being that way. Um, but I, I, don't, I do. I, I don't think it's a banter result. To, yeah, I think that's true. Um, so if any, I guess the bad news. Yeah, it's a good news. But the good news is it's not a bad news, a banter result. But the bad news is that like your biggest rival might actually be good now. And like the part of it that's good, whereas you know if Big Ange is, you know, a big deal, then you know that's not fun because we had to deal with if, that for years. But if Big Ange is a is the real deal, he'll be coaching at a major club in 48 <laughs> like 48 months no sorry in um two months. years in like in two, let's say end of this season maybe next season i think yeah. it either it won't last or he'll only be there for two seasons because As an arsenal fan i just salute what a subtle dig that is on spares like i think you'll be at an actual big club pretty soon if but, this keeps up but but it's kind of true but from like a budget perspective from like the fact that like yeah spurs may very well make it into the Champions League this year sure. uh, on his back, but they won't be making it every year. He could go to a club in one of the leagues where, like, he's guaranteed to just crush in yeah. Europe. Like, honestly, would you be surprised if there's someone new at Barcelona in, like, let's say mm. a season and a half? That's an interesting call. I mean, is that – what is his pedigree? Like, it, is, does he have connections with any other clubs, like, on the continent? I don't, don't know. Don't make me Google it. Um, but, like, right, already right off the bat, um, fucking Deserbi is being yeah. mentioned as the next manager of Real Madrid because of uh, Ancelotti will be retiring at the end of this season. Hmm. So, like – I buy it. I, I think he's good. I, but what's I, the deal with Graham Potter these days? Is he just like what's, on the couch? what's the deal with airline food? <laughs> and what's the deal with the airline food? It should be better. Is the Wolfman flying here? There's a slot for used razor blades. Hmm. Sorry, that was that was uh, hungover Seinfeld. Is the new character I'm doing? <laughs> Sein Seinfeld is is my uh, my Jerry character. <laughs> I think that could be a new a New Yorker pun. <laughs> Sign failed. That's pretty good. You might, be, uh, you might squeeze that in. If he got canceled, I could totally do sign failed. He's been title. like on, he's been like right on the verge of being canceled for a while. Like, but he's also been syndicated for a while. <laughs> but he's also like he has such like a fuck you money level to him that like I think if he got any closer, he'd be just like, no, not for me. I'm done. He's like a whiny Bill Gates at this point. 
but he's also like he's he's kind of in a weird way if he wasn't so new yorkish i think he would read as kind of like a silicon valley type because he's like he's super into like meditation and stuff and like he's just very zen about everything and himself which is why like everything washes over and he's like eh, look at that that's like that's why him and larry david were so great together because larry david is pissed off by everything and seinfeld is aware of everything but he's not pissed off by anything it's like a it's a funny combo do you do you think that the non-recyclables yes will ever attain the level of notoriety as the seinfeld. the seinfeld four no no i don't <laughs> not, where's not, the ambition oh man i mean but that's like saying like do i think that ipswich town will ever become like manchester city like no i don't think so mm. theoretically it could 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 like if we you know if we if we survive and you know we've survived camden fringe if we do a good job at clapham fringe we may get promoted to edinburgh fringe and then we can be one of a thousand acts that will go nowhere Soon you won't be on the fringe. You'll be mainstream, Jerry. Mainstream. I'm doing the Seinfeld voice, but talking to Jerry. That's confusing. Yeah. I should have done my George. Was was that Newman or George? Or was that... It was Jerry talking to himself. Jerry is in the dark, sunken place from Get Out. uh, And he's just like, Jerry, look where you are. (laughs) I like that SNL sketch. (laughs) Of Jerry and Stranger Things. The, or no, it was uh, Get Out, sorry. Oh, oh, that song, not the Upside it was, Down. Was get like, Out! Oh. Get Out of Here! <laughs> get Out! That's hilarious. <laughs> well, uh, so wait, I, I kind of ruined your your banner running order by, we talked about Burnley and Palace already. It reads, United, they stand against Burnley and Palace. And Jeff wrote this with like an implied dot, dot, dot to talking about other results and it and says they fall against Brighton and Bayern. So he wanted me to lead with good vibes but then finish poorly. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted That's me that. to save my vegetables for the end of the meal. Um so yes, we lost we got smacked around by Brighton. I feel like that might have been our last podcast. We may have covered that. I was going to say I think we did cover that, didn't we? And, and we, we lost think, yeah, that- to Bayern and and what the scoreline looks like 4-3, but really it was not 4-3. It was 4-1 with Casemiro dropping two balls uh, on the pitch with, with goals. <laughs> it was kind of amazing how much it was never in play, and yet the scoreline kind of looked like it was. Um, but I don't know. These are these are group stage games, aren't they? It's actually, it's kind of, in a weird way, it's kind of nice to draw a team... Like, right now, Arsenal are in sort of a group of life in the Champions League. And in a weird way, I almost envy you because if you have a team like Bayern, although they're not as scary as they used to be, but if you have Real Madrid or Barcelona or whatever in your group, that means you don't have to play them in the next round. So, like, uh, you know, that's one gone. Um, and you can, you can lose to them twice and still get 12 points. So that's fine. But will we? <laughs> <laughs> Who else do you have in your group? Do you remember? FC Copenhagen is definitely one of the teams. And then I want to say, is it one of the Turkish? Maybe Fenerbahce or Galatasaray, Manchester United champion. Those are always tricky games, too, because you have to go somewhere where they're, like, shooting, like, fireworks at your hotel and 100,000 people are, like, lighting flares in a state. You know, those are tough games. It's so hostile. And, like, the atmosphere, in a way, like, from, like, a football, like, neutral perspective is amazing. 
Yeah. Uh, but I I don't I don't think it's easy to win there, even if you have a no. better team than them. Kind of like Azteca vibes a little bit. Oh uh, yeah, that's yes, and it is Galatasaray by the way. Um, okay. What I think is kind of cool. Uh, FC Copenhagen is the club that right before Atalanta, that's where Erasmus Hoyland played. They're, mm. they're Danish, he's Danish, like, but he that's wasn't nice. really getting a look in because he was like an 18 year old, so that's he wasn't crazy. really getting minutes. And then went to Atalanta and started scoring a goal and like every substitute appearance he had, yeah. Uh, and now he starts for Manchester United. It's kind of a meteoric, yeah, that is a pretty rise. <laughs> If I wanted to give, you know, back, you know, he had to move to a smaller club to get some playing time. Oh, no, but I didn't. I didn't say that. That was just completely hypothetical. And it All right. Happen. Sorry I made you feel better about your dumb draw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, they do suck. It's Spurs, lads. It's tough. Yeah, it's, it's Spurs. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? You see, you could have gotten a uh, nice Skyler. You could have gotten Mr. Rogers Skyler, but instead you're getting Joe Rogan Skyler, who doesn't believe in a lot of things that are real. <laughs> and is on a lot of ivermectin. That doesn't work for hangovers. Uh, we'll do that. Dude, I have zero horse worms <laughs> at this point. <laughs> horse am, worm free again. Dewormed. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that there's like some new worm that's like an Armageddon causing worm, the hammerhead worm, and it bites you? Oh, it's a worm from that the has teeth. No, uh, I think it bites you from the outside. Hammerhead okay. worm, like just Google right now in your browser. Scary name. Hammerhead worm. Oh my god! It is like something from Stranger Things. How big is this worm? Is it like microscopic and scary looking, or is it like a snake that's coming at me? It's like a cross between a spaghetti and a penis. <laughs> oh god! But it's got like a hammerhead shark's head. Why? Why does this exist? Why do we need this? I've always wondered, like, what is the evolutionary reason for that? Is oh, this like a new uh, to America thing? Or I don't, I don't know. It's a new to the news cycle. Yeah. What but, is the evolutionary reason? You see, the evolutionary reason's got to be uh, because scary things win. There is some truth to that. I've also it, Google was suggesting that I add on hammerhead worm in toilet, which is going to not help. No, me no, any of my dumps. Dude, uh, did I ever tell you about the poop decks? You, you've you traveled and lived in Germany, so you probably know about the poop deck in the toilet where there's like this weird non-aquatic flat space that's like right under your poop chute in a German toilet. And then when you poop on it, your poop just like sits there. And so basically you have to clean the toilet every time you use it, more or less. Every time you go number two because... It doesn't like it never is like falling into the pool and just being washed away and still looking relatively clean after. And the reason they have that is so that you can more easily examine your stool, which and I was like, oh, that, I guess it's like some historical vestige until uh, I was sent a note home from my daughter's preschool. And it said tonight um, in the middle of the night, once your kid's asleep, you need to uh, pry open their butt cheeks and check for worms. And I did, and sure enough, when I did, all these worms, they're like, they like look up at you, kind of, and uh, then you have to go on this like crazy treatment, and then I did it, like I volunteered to do it, Rachel had like an early morning, and then after that, it's like, you know that feeling once you see a bug, where you're like, 
oh no, there's bugs all over me. Like I felt like I've never had like a scarier, itchier butthole. And then I didn't, I was like, uh, well, there's no one that can check my butthole. So then I had to go and take a butthole selfie. Jeff, and, uh, yeah. if, if you had just done it while I was in London, I mean, that's what friends are for. <laughs> that's what podcasts are for, is for information about your butthole worms. But uh, yeah, I think at one point, I'm not sure if everyone in the family got them. So let's just say that one of us didn't, and I won't tell you who, but it was it was widespread. Rachel didn't get it. <laughs> There's no way. I won't say. I am on record as saying my money is that Rachel is like avoid able to avoid that whole situation like gracefully. Mm, I mean, she did. She did manage to convince me to sneak into my children's rooms <laughs> and look at their buttholes in the middle of the night. So. She's like, I'm not fucking doing it. I don't want to get worms. She's like, so. <laughs> should do it this is such an interesting question and you're like i guess i'll do it joke of uh what does jeopardy and diapers have in common oh you could write for the new york times with that level of punsmanship if this country keeps going the way it is am i right it's going i'm whelmed i am whelmed have you seen the, uh, I did take a little bit of schadenfreude out of, uh, did you see that they're gonna, like, basically take all of Trump's properties away? I didn't see that, because I've been just too like, almost work. throwing up from the hangover. <laughs> they're, they're dissolving the Trump organization, and there's a good chance that a bunch of their properties are gonna be, like, a, there's gonna be, like, a court-appointed person that sells them off, and they, it, which is probably gonna result in Trump Tower being something else tower. All right, this is a fun game for us to play. What would be the best thing to rename it as? I think it should would be, it be like Obama whatever Tower or Biden Tower, <laughs> or 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 it could be something where it's like you you name it after whatever the most uh, mainstream sexual assault support uh, organization uh, is, like Carol Tower. I mean, it could be like, it work, I was going to say, it was, yes, that, let's go with that. Let's go with that versus what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Hunter but, Biden Tower. Or, or like, it could be like butter, butter emails. Uh, I mean, it all, it's all ending in Ooh, tower. Hillary Tower. I don't know. I didn't even think of that. Um, I did not hear that. I, all I, what I did read was that his, like one of the big court cases, you know, the one that got assigned to the judge that is like sitting on his dick squarely. Yeah. Um, squarely. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like, she's, like she's, it. she's, nice well, she's, she's doing everything. She like, just obviously trying to just like kick the can down the road. And I don't get how there's not some process for being like, okay, you have proven to not be capable of doing the job. So we're going to, let an adult run this thing. Like it feels a little bit too like. So the la so the that judge is just like the judge, jury, and executioner for like the biggest case ever. It feels like there should be a way to guarantee a fair trial. Mistrial mm -hmm. isn't there a mistrial already? <laughs> I mean, the scary thing is like I mean, I guess the the legal answer would be like an appeal, but then look who they'd be appealing to. It'd be like Kavanaugh, like. Drunk Boof. with his dick out, like <laughs> Boof Central makes that decision. Yeah. Wow, like the 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 bad guys from Revenge of the Nerds really did get control of the country. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. And from Back to the Future. Basically, the eighties was a lie. Like all of it. No, the eighties was a documentary. All of the all of <laughs> yeah. the stuff from the eighties, like uh, the Karate Kid. I mean, we've all lived that. <laughs> Have we? Uh, we've all yeah. we've all we've all been attacked by like four karate knowing bullies in skeleton costumes, and then entered a martial arts tournament that you don't know the rules to after waxing some old Asian man's car and assuming that you know how to fight. Jeff, you've had your leg swept before. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, isn't it funny though how like the whole like Danielson going out and fighting on one leg is like. That's like child abuse to like force a kid to like compete in a karate tournament when he's like sprained his ankle already or like fucked up his knee. That's yeah. some stage parent shit. It is funny. Like if at the end of that movie, they just sort of zoomed out and you realize there were like empty-ish bleachers and like, you know, like a bunch of kids, little siblings who are like whining that they can't have another soda and like it's the most underwhelming place to risk your health for the rest of your life. The All Valley Tournament for the, the Reseda, California. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it's the, not. It's not even. Not even like the valley and the hills. It's just just valley. It's like in Fi- valley. it's like in FIFA when a player wants to play but they're clearly too tired, and you go, "There are more important matches coming up ahead that I need to yeah. save you for." Like, should have clicked that button. But Mr. Miyagi's like, "This kid means nothing to me. I I want success. I want fame." And like. This is the story of Miyagi that hasn't been told, where he's this like... This is the story of Miyagi. <laughs> um, are you going to buy FC20? Is it Oh, I, I, already, I already have purchased are it. Are you pre... Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I think it's hard. It's harder than, like, the and FIFA... Because I was playing FIFA 23, and I'm got, I get so good in career mode that eventually I've been able to save two and a half billion pounds worth of transfer fees, and I'm just right. like, don't even you don't need even to spend it. Anymore. Yeah, because yeah, I'm buying 19-year-olds who become amazing. And, like, that's that's what you should do. <laughs> Why doesn't everybody do that? <laughs> but I got to the point where I had so much money that the game couldn't calculate it. So, like, I would go to re-sign a player, and I would offer him negative two and a half billion pounds a, a month <laughs> or a week. And I'd be, like, trying to change it to a positive number, and it wouldn't let me. So they would all get pissed off and be like, well... Wait, I don't want to owe you two billion a week. Like what? That's they insane. get they get real mad and quit. So I deleted FIFA just because I just couldn't pay my players with my like smog amount of gold and treasure that I had accumulated. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's out, Jeff. You should get it. Um, so we can we can play one FIFA match every other month. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that. Um... Although I, I will say I just completed the capstone dungeon without me. Yeah, like, dude, my character kind of like is sick now. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's not. It wasn't even hard. There was never a point where I used more than one potion to get through. The but dungeon. this is for Diablo, Diablo. Uh, that Jeff is talking about. When when I was in London visiting Jeff, every waking moment was like, should we Pretty be playing soccer, watching soccer at a bar, at a restaurant, playing Diablo? Or should Jeff be checking for worms in someone's butthole? <laughs> um, Never yeah, checked me. True story. <laughs> true story. Well, uh, <laughs> the butthole we, thing really grinds it to It really hole. threw me off. Um, but <laughs> speaking of things that are somehow less disgusting than my real life. So you know the blood wave feature that you could do that I did for a while? And then I swapped that out. 
So now I've gone back to it because I found this amulet where now when I do a blood wave, I don't get one blood wave. I get three blood waves in a row. And so it's kind of like it's a little bit too much of a cheat code for the game because I'm like, I, when I did the capstone dungeon, I'm like, oh, cool. Another boss, R2. All right, that one's done. And I'm like... <laughs> Wait, three consecutive waves? Are you like the Diablo version of Surfer Kelly Slater? Yes. Yes, indeed. The only, the only surfer that anyone's ever heard of, and maybe still you haven't heard of him. <laughs> My younger, less abused brain would have had the perfect point break quote right there, by the way, but I can't even summon it. What's the one that they say at the end of the movie? I don't know. I just remember Keanu Reeves getting so mad that he rolls over and just fires his gun straight into the sky because he doesn't want to shoot the... the, the the bank thieves because he's become buddies with them that's the, like because patrick swayze patrick swayze is the one that goes off into like the big wave and is basically like i'm just gonna die in this wave rather than go to jail right that's the end you're talking about and then yeah he just, yeah 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 well next week i will have googled that quote probably or probably not i have to leave now oh no we've we've met the soccers we met them all right, Jeff. Well, you know what, man? I miss the shit out of you. Miss you too, man. Great pod. Oh, and last but not least, for those that are just tuning in, fly <gasps> to London and come to the Clapham Fringe Festival to see the non-recyclables on October 2nd and 15th at the Bread and Roses. So you think that someone was like, I gotta listen to Meet the Soccers, but I'm gonna skip to like, I don't know, 40 minutes in... <laughs> I see we have one streamer now when before we had zero. So for oh, that streamer, uh, you, if you get on a plane right uh, now from wherever you are, book the ticket today, fly tomorrow, but take it easy on yourself. You can just about make it. You've got just enough time to catch the clap, ham, fringe. And make it clap.